and hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. And this is a very special Stay Tuned Sports episode. This is our 100th episode since we've been doing this uh, since uh, 2016. You know, we all started this uh, show, this journey with me and King. Had a little hiatus there for about a year or so. And then uh, shoulders came on to the, the Stay Tuned Sports family here. And going on strong, 100th episode, and hopefully there'll be a thousand more. But we, could, we couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you for tuning in every week. Um, I just want to get this all, all out now before we get into this show. But I, me personally, much appreciate you guys listening to the show, interacting on, on Twitter, you know, all that, that wonderful stuff uh, that you guys do for us. If I saw that you guys weren't listening, then I probably wouldn't be doing this anymore. And I'm pretty sure same thing with Shoulders and, and King himself. So with that all being said, um, as far as Twitter, head over to Twitter. Follow the, the show there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Shoulders is STS O'Brien. Uh, head over to Facebook. Like and share our page there, as well as our YouTube uh, page. Um, and being that it is October, also head over to uh, BellyUpSports.com. They have a uh, t-shirt design up for cancer awareness. And whatever we sell, um, we are, we are going to donate 50% of the proceedings to... Uh, cancer awareness um plus you know when you go to the website they have a bunch of different things over there you know articles they have a forum that has some good topics over there you know take a look around um i actually even wrote up a article this past week about wayne simmons coming back to philadelphia for the first time so but enough of that. This is the MMA show. Um, kind of a quiet week. I mean, yeah, we had the uh, Robert Whitaker um, fight last weekend, which he ended up losing. Um, I'll touch on that a little bit. A couple stories. Uh, Rumble Johnson, we talked about a few episodes ago about coming out of retirement. He's going to be in the heavyweight division. And he, he dropped a name, which was a interesting name to, to possibly see as his first fight. Um, also, BKFC, which is next weekend, has signed another fighter. We'll, t- we'll talk on that a little bit. Plus, UFC Fight Night is tomorrow night. With a little bit of uh, drama leading up to this past couple days with Joanna versus uh, Michelle Watterson. And so at the end of the show, I'll give my picks for the, that fight card and talk about the, the little drama. But like I said earlier, um, BKFC has signed Hector Lombard to a, a, a fight deal. He has no opponent yet. I mean, they just signed him, I believe, like Tuesday or Wednesday it was. Uh, today... That the day that we're recording is Friday, so it is an interesting signing. I actually didn't know he was as old as he was. I actually thought he was maybe like 
early 30s or so, but he's actually 41 years old. Um, he He's a former champion in Bellator. Came over to UFC, was supposed to be kind of like the next champ in that division. Unfortunately, just never materialized like that and ended up being released. Last time he fought was uh, last September at UFC uh, Fight Night 137. He actually hasn't won a fight since 2015, and he's very well known for his striking. I mean, if you look to look at the size of him, he obviously has striking power. Um, and maybe BKFC might be the the sport for him. I mean, I I, I know BKFC is signing these older UFC Bellator type fighters, looking to restart their career or whatnot you know Chris Lieben they signed um, Joey Beltron you know older fighters that pretty much are are done with mixed martial arts I would say but it's not a bad signing I think you know in a sport that relies heavily on the knockouts and you know nasty knockouts it's not a bad signing now can he transition well enough to be as good in BKFC as he used to be in Bellator and UFC? We'll see. Um, like I said, there's no opponent yet. He's gonna he's gonna compete in the middleweight division. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, be curious to see who he's gonna go up against. I mean, middleweight division. You may be looking at the, you know, Artem Lobov, um, Jason Knight type fighters. Maybe Chris Lieb, maybe he could drop down to middleweight. I mean, I think Lieben is fighting in the light heavyweight division for um, BKFC. Now that that would be an interesting fight to, to see. Chris Lieben versus um, Hector Lombard. Both, I mean, Hector would definitely have I think the the power over Lieben but Lieben it's hard to knock him out you know he just keeps coming forward he lost his last fight maybe it would be a good uh, fight to bounce back with Hector Lombard's debut but only time will tell to see who Lombard will, will fight Now, Anthony Rumble Johnson, like we, we talked about a few weeks ago, is coming out of retirement, and he's going to be joining the heavyweight division. I like the move that he's he's going to heavyweight division. Um, he did an interview earlier this week. Some interesting questions were asked, and even the answers were pretty interesting as well. One of the questions uh, they asked him was, you know, why are you coming back after being retired for two years? And he he basically said that after watching the Stiepe and DC fight, it just motivated him to come back. It was such a good fight. And it was. Both fights, actually, I enjoyed. And I actually can't wait to see the third fight between those two. 
I'm also happy that Johnson is not going back to light heavyweight because John Jones owns that division. Um, I don't see anybody touching Jones anytime soon. Even if Rumble came back to 205, you know, I'd be worried about the the ring rust, you know, going up against a John Jones like that. That's a that's a fighter you don't want to come back to fight after a two year layoff. But the reporters asked Johnson, um, you know, why did he take the why did he decide to retire? And he he said he was burnt out, and he actually didn't do any type of MMA for those two years. Um, even only watched only about three fights during that time off so he barely knows any of the fighters and coming into the heavyweight division he feels there's basically no face of that division there's no one that is a you know quote unquote bad man you know like Brock Lesnar used to be called or uh, Junior Dos Santos or lately DC and Siepe you look at all the other divisions, John Jones. It's John Jones and everybody else. Um, Adonia say beating Whitaker. They, there's a little bit of a drop off talent there, people believe. I think the talent is actually a lot closer than what some people may think. Um, if you look at the lightweight division, Habib, and then everybody else is there, you know. And then, you know, Rumble Johnson's biggest strength is his power. And what division would best suit him other than heavyweight? I mean, when you tune tune into a, a fight that the bout is a heavyweight bout, I mean, you're expecting knockouts. You're not expecting a decision or a submission. You're expecting, I mean, look at um, Tula Vesa last weekend. Came charging in, and I mean, it was just a quick hook slash jab, put him out. You know, lights out. So I do like how he's going to move up to the division. And he said the only person that really could be scary in that division is Francis Nagano. And if. UFC wanted to put those two guys together. He said he he wouldn't fight him just to fight him, just to just for the fans to get their rocks off. It has there has to be something in there, you know, whether main main events a pay per view or with Stipe and DC that fight being the last one for DC. If DC wins it. The belt's going to be vacated. Do you make that match? Nagano versus Rumble Johnson for the belt. Both guys. And Nagano has some serious, serious power. I would even say he has probably twice as much punching power than Rumble Johnson. But all it takes is Rumble Johnson landing one punch and that's all, you know. Nagano is going to be lights out. 
I don't. I, if that fight were to happen, I don't see that fight going past the second round, whether it's a three-round fight or a five-round fight. It would. It would definitely be an entertaining fight. Um, now, the, the only thing that makes it, I guess, in a way, hard to see it it being put together is the fact that Nagano wants to fight in December, which it's kind of getting close now to... getting a little too close now to plan for that. I mean, you do have about 8 to 10 weeks away, so you still have time to uh, train for a fighter. But if he wanted to fight Anthony Johnson, he the, at the earliest I think they he would be able to fight is April. Because... Johnson has to enter the USA DA pool to be tested, and that takes up to six months before uh, before being eligible to fight. Now that'd be a nice birthday present for me because that takes him to roughly April to his first bout back in the octagon. Now. So if you do that in April, just kind of fan-picking a card here. So let's say you have Nagano versus Johnson as a title fight. You're not seeing Connor fight anytime soon, at least this year. Dana White has said, even though he has said this multiple times too, that if... Connor doesn't fight in December. He'll fight early next year. So do you make a matchup there? Connor versus, say, Justin uh, Gage, or I don't. I don't think you put Tony Ferguson and Habib as a co-main event there. I think they would be the the main event on a pay-per-view card. Um, you know what? What other? fights would you be able to put underneath a Rumble Johnson Francis Nagano fight either way I definitely would be for that maybe another person I would like to see fight Rumble Johnson would be Junior Dos Santos you know I don't think Rumble Johnson is going to be fighting a low-end top 10 guy I think he's going to be fighting the top five guys I mean when he retired back in uh, 2000 what was it 17 2000 yeah I think it was like 2017 he was right there for the title fight so you know it's not like he drops down the ranks I don't think he drops that far down the ranks so I would definitely still give him a top five guy you got Cain Velasquez being in the WWE now. He dropped out of the USADA pool, so he's not eligible to fight no more in MMA. So the heavyweight division is starting to thin out a little bit again. Because again, you're, you're losing DC early next year. Um, Kane is gone. 
Junior Dos Santos, even though I just said I'd like to see him fight Rumble Johnson, he's getting older. You know, Stiepe uh, is getting older. A lot of heavyweights are starting to get a little bit older now. So it'd be nice to see if the UFC could, maybe with Dana White's Contender Series, start picking up some heavyweights. But either way, Rumble Johnson won't be back until next April. And I'll be excited for that fight, whoever he fights. I'm just hoping that he is fully into it, you know, again, and not just coming back for the money or the fame, which he said he's he's not. He He's legit motivated to come back and take the gold. Now, we have UFC Fight Night this weekend. Joanna Jerzajek versus Michelle Watterson. That's the main event. But to kick off the the fight night, we have Eric Anders versus Gerald Merschart at uh, middleweight. Then at lightweight, we have Matt Frivola versus Luis Pinier. Women's strawweight, we have Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Ribias. At welterweight, we have Nico Price versus James Vick. The, and then the Comey event, we have at featherweight, Cub Swanson, who came out of retirement recently to fight Kron Gracie. Now, for a fight night card, this actually doesn't look that bad as a, uh, as a card. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to live tweet it because I'm taking one of my boys to the Baby Pen's home opener. Hopefully, I can get home before the the card starts. Because there's two or three fights on here that I actually like the fighters and will be rooting for them. One is Nico Price. Uh, he lost his last fight, but he, he impressed me. Um, also impressed me with his, his sportsmanship. You know, he... I think he tapped out, but he, he jumped up and got right right into the, the other fighter's face. And he thought he was going to be like a sore loser or whatever. And just gave him a big hug, shook his hand, and, you know, said, good fight. And then the Michelle Watterson fight, I can't wait to see. And I hope she wins and just punishes Joanna just because of what happened the past couple days, which I'll, I'll touch on in a second. Actually, we'll, we'll just jump right into it because then I'll finish up the show with my picks. But So, they did the weigh-ins today, Friday, and I believe it was Tuesday. It came out that Joanna contacted UFC last week and told them she may not be able to make the 115 weight. So, then it came out that you know, UFC came back to Michelle Watterson and said, gave her two options. Fight Joanna at a catch weight or fight on the December card against uh, Andrade. And she said no to both. And I don't blame her because here's my thing. And I understand, you know, weight cutting is 
a very hard thing to do. It's very hard on the body, on the on the, the you know the, the mental part of it. But you signed a contract. You said I will be at this weight on this day against the fighter. And on top of that, UFC knew about this a week ago, so you still had a week to reschedule Joanna to a new fight and find an opponent for Michelle Watterson if she wanted at that point. But to come to Michelle Watterson four days before the fight and say, hey, things have changed. That That's stupid. And I don't, again, I don't blame Watterson for not wanting to do it. Luckily, Joanna made weight today, so it was all for nothing. But it makes me wonder... Did Joanna, going into this fight, think, you know, I need to be a bigger fighter? Because obviously after the weigh-ins, they add a little bit of weight back on. She needed to be, you know, the, the heavier fighter than Watterson. Or did she pull this off to kind of get in Michelle Watterson's head? And if, if that's why she did to get into Michelle Watterson's head, that's not right. You know, I know there's, you know, some war psychology type stuff that, that goes on like this, but you got to draw the line somewhere as far as getting into a fighter's head. Now watching the, uh, the face-offs, between the two, you know, they, they look like they still respect each other. You know, they did their little fight look. And then once uh, cameras were done taking their pictures, they shook hands and stuff like that. But I just hope Watterson just pounds the shit out of her and wins because I think she, she deserves a title shot. I think she, this fight should have been a title shot. And not her fighting Joanna because this is Joanna's first fight down in this division. And I hope that if Watterson does win, UFC don't pull a Tony Ferguson with her and keep on prolonging her trying to get a title shot. Because one loss and you're back to square one. So obviously, you know, I said I'm taking Michelle Watterson for the main event. The co-main event, we have Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie. Cub Swanson has been around a while now. And to be honest, I think he made the wrong decision to come out of retirement. And I really think he made the wrong decision to pick this fight against Cron Gracie. Watching Cron Gracie, he looks like a future champ. Maybe not next year maybe late next year I could see him having a belt around his waist especially in the featherweight division it just you know you got I think featherweight is uh, Max Holloway I mean that would be an awesome fight to see Mac, uh, Max Holloway versus Cron Gracie because the more fights Gracie gets the, the more he could hone his skills a little bit better in, you know, uh, in fight and not just with 
uh, training and practice. Then we have uh, Nico Price versus James Vick. This should be a good fight. Like I said, Nico Price, he's tough. He's a tough son of a bitch. James Vick, I think, is slightly overrated. I don't think he's that good. But sometimes rises to the occasion and makes a fight a good fight. This one I could actually see going to like third round or the decision and being a close decision. But I'm going with Nico Price. I think he's the, the tougher fighter and I think he could pull this out. Which I, you know, again, I hope I, I hope he does because really became a fan of his his last fight. Then before, before then, we have Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Ribas in the women's strawweight division. Mackenzie Dern, to me, is another overrated fighter. I don't think she's as good as everybody makes her out to be. She's a decent fighter, I think. Uh, I, I'd, I'd say a top 10 fighter. She's not a top 5, I don't think. And I don't think you're ever going to see her win a belt. With that being said, I'm going to go with Amanda Ribas. I believe this is uh, Dern's first fight down strawweight. She's trying a different division. She had a hard time making weight at the the last uh, division she was in. And as we all know, moving to a different division, a lot of times it's a hard turnaround for a fighter to get used to. So, I definitely, I definitely think she's going to lose this fight. And then before them, we have Matt Frivola versus Luis Pena. Pena, I just think, is another, another one that is an up-and-comer, um, possibly being a champion. Now, Grant, he's in the lightweight division, so he would have to go through Habib. But he's very good on the ground. And I think style-wise against Habib, it'd be interesting to see because he's so good on the ground and Habib's wrestling is so good. His ground and pound. It'd be you know it'd be nice to see who would be the dominant fighter. So definitely going with Pena there. I see a submission by second round. Hopefully, I have better picks this this week than I did last week. I think I I think I only got like two right, but so that's gonna be it for our 100th episode. I was hoping to have some callers on today. Uh, unfortunately, ran out of time. But before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow us at ST Sports Podcast. Follow me, my personal one at. Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. Uh, f- subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And like I said, he- head over to bellyupsports.com. They have a cancer awareness shirt there. Buy it. Half of the proceedings will be going. Will be donating. So it all goes to a good cause. And I think that's it. Like I said in the very beginning of the show, I'm very thankful for you guys tuning in every week. Couldn't have done this without you. And we are still growing. We still have some things in the pipeline that we're working on that you're going to see over the next few months. 
we have some t-shirts right now on, on Teespring. If you go to our Twitter page, we have the the tea, uh, Teespring page pinned to our our account. Just click that. It takes you right to all the t-shirts, the hoodies, everything you, you know that you might want to get. But we will be adding a lot more over the next few months and few weeks. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.